Timeless Audio Podcast Network. Hi, welcome to the Growth Mindset Gal Podcast with your host, me, Allie Brooke. In this podcast, we'll be discussing self-care routines, mindset practices, and mindfulness habits. We'll combat the stigma around mental health in order to create a safe and open community for people to connect and not feel alone. Focus on your mindset rather than your situation. It's a game changer. Grow your mindset and look how far you'll go. Hi, guys, and welcome back to the Growth Mindset Gal podcast with your host, me, Allie Brooke. Happy Mindful Monday, my wonderful Growth Mindset gang. I hope you are enjoying another start to your week. And today I am so flippin' excited to share with you a beautiful interview I had with the wonderful Tasha Ina Church. She is a self-defense and women empowerment coach. She runs a self-defense class and program over in Maui in Hawaii. And today we are going to be talking about how women learning self-defense, women learning about more confidence in themselves, women really stepping into their true power and how that can completely transform your life and also shift your mindset on how you perceive the world and how you perceive yourself. It was such a great conversation I had with her. She has a wonderful business, Ellie Live Action, and it's all about teaching women how to protect themselves. Because unfortunately, we live in a society where women are not always safe in their surroundings. And she is very vulnerable. And there is a disclaimer warning that sexual assault is spoken about in this episode. So I'm just throwing that out there as a disclaimer. And we kind of go through her journey of creating this empowerment class that she has, how did she get here, what inspired her, and how it can help women. And it was just such a great conversation to have. She was a beautiful soul, a beautiful spirit. And I think you guys are really going to enjoy this episode. So thank you guys again so, so flippin' much for the beautiful and wonderful support you have given this podcast. I am feeling so elated because you guys supporting this podcast have brought these wonderful guests into my realm and creating these amazing conversations. And I really hope these conversations have been useful and helpful for you in some way, shape, or form. There are definitely more guests to come lined up for you guys. And I think the next few episodes are going to be guests And I am just so grateful and thankful for you guys always tuning in, always listening, because I just enjoy creating these episodes for you guys. And I'm just really happy that it's like a reciprocal that you are enjoying them as well. And if you guys haven't already subscribed to the Growth Mindset Gal podcast, it is 99 cents per month. And with that subscription, you get ad-free Wellness Wednesday mini-sodes. You get access to the Growth Mindset Gal Gang text group. 
And so that's where we can interact. Um, it's on Remind right now, but I think I'm going to switch it to WhatsApp because I think it's just a little bit easier for um, people to connect on it because Remind has to do with more school because I just use that when I'm a teacher. Um, so I'd definitely be making that switch soon. Also in the Growth Mindset Gang text group, you have um, more chances to be entered in giveaways from the podcast. So if you haven't already done so, please make sure to subscribe to the Growth Mindset Gang podcast. The link is going to be in the show notes notes. And speaking of guests, if you want to be an amazing guest on this podcast, I'm open to everyone. So if you want to go to the show notes, there is the Growth Mindset Gal guest podcast form that you guys can go in, give your information, the topics you want to talk about, and then I will reach out to you. And last but not least, please make sure to sign up for the email list that is also linked in the show notes. Uh, That is going to be every Sunday where I send out emails to start off your week. I'm just sharing different mindfulness resources that have helped me throughout my mindset journey can hopefully help you as well. And you probably heard it in the last podcast episode, but we do have a brand new sponsor for the podcast. Um, Thank you to the Boundless Audio Network. We are now sponsored by BetterHelp, which is an online therapy service. You're going to be hearing the ad also in this show as well. If you are interested in the BetterHelp online therapy, the link for 10% off is also in my show notes. And I am just so happy that this is a sponsor for the podcast because I am a huge, huge advocate, as you guys know, for therapy and talking to a professional to really, you know, heal your mental health. So definitely check it out if you're interested. If you have any questions about BetterHelp, because I also used it for a little bit, um, just shoot me a DM. You can even email me. My email is also in the show notes. Um, and I will gladly, you know, talk to you about my experience and how it works and all of those wonderful things. So again, thank you guys so much for the support. I love you guys. And let's get into the episode. I hope you guys enjoy. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Growth Mindset Gal podcast with your host, me, Allie Brooke. Today, I have an amazing guest with me, Tasha from Hawaii, and I am so excited for her to be on in the wonderful conversation that we're going to have today. So Tasha, would you like to introduce yourself to the Growth Mindset Gang? Of course. Aloha, everyone from the island of Maui. Uh, my name is Tasha in a church, and I'm an empowerment coach here in the Hawaiian Islands. Uh, I teach something called empowerment self-defense. So um, empowerment self-defense was developed in the 70s uh, and it has grown. So it was developed by women for women and it's a focus on a holistic version of self-defense. So not just thinking about physical fights. It's also mm-hmm. talking about, you know, the, the psychological, or if you're dealing with harassment at work or bullying at school or uh, bullying and harassment, vice versa, and all those different ways. Um, it, it's a way for you to be able to communicate your boundaries and talk assertively in your power uh, and be very proud of who you are. So very centered in knowing who that person is and uh, what you want to get out of your life. Love that. So I am so excited for the conversation we are going to have with you, Tasha. So just really kicking butt both in our mental health and our physical health. And so my first question then is what inspired you to create your business and how does it help to empower women? So good question. <laughs> so, um, so for me, actually, I, I started self-defense um, because I had a stalker. I was 15 years old 
and they met me and they were 17 years older and I had to confront them when I was 17. And mm-hmm. so, um, so that was a really intense moment for me. That person was special forces, um, six foot two, over 230 pounds. So mm-hmm. really big guy. And uh, for me, I just really wanted to feel safe in the skin that I'm in. And I was very young and very, you know, naive. And, and um, I realized looking back, I was like, wow, I was being groomed. This person was telling me that they were like my, um, my big brother, and they wanted me to come over and play video games, and they had food and all this other stuff. And me being a tomboy, I was like, oh, that sounds great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) Video games and food. Um, <laughs> right up my alley, right? Oh, oh gosh, yeah, yeah. And I ate a lot back then. I was a teenager, so down like a whole pizza. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but yeah, so I, I joined a martial arts school and um, started studying. I studied seven styles of Japanese martial arts. So we did um, Aikido was my main style. I studied ninjutsu, Shotokan, Jujutsu, Bojutsu, Kabudu, Iaido. So um, Iaido is the way of the samurai sword ninjutsu it's like the way of the ninja Mm -hmm. uh kabuto you have to be um an expert in at least five different weapons so that's uh, amazing that's so cool yeah so I, i had a lot of fun in there and i really enjoyed the art i realized that for martial arts it it taught me a lot of discipline um there was the whole focus on fortitude and sacrifice and and a regimen which was really really great kept me in great shape um, but I also realized it was a male-dominated school. Mm-hmm. I was one of the only females there. Um, and I just kept on, you know, I kept on feeling curious, like, would this actually work? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is this going to work when <laughs> is a flying axe kick going to work when <laughs> I am in danger? And so um, it was three years into my teaching career and uh, I was out salsa dancing because I used to love salsa dancing. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I had been going out salsa dancing for a year. And um, I was out and one of the top salsa dancers uh, in Seattle um, actually asked to buy me a drink. And I figured that they knew me by now. I mm-hmm. not didn't dating anyone. I just come to dance and then go home. I mean, it was a ballroom. Mm-hmm. But, um, I got roofied. And no so, way. Yes. Jeez. Was, I know. was he someone that like you knew, like he wasn't like a complete stranger? Not a complete stranger. No, definitely somebody who I knew. So mm-hmm. it was really disheartening. Um, and, and later I found out that statistically 85 to 90% of people who attack you are people who you know. So it was yeah, just unfortunately. myth buster mm-hmm. for the viewers. But yes, it's true. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I was taken uh, from a ballroom in my car uh, over an hour away. Um, and that was... Uh, an hour the opposite direction of my home so it was about two hours away from my home um, but I actually happened to uh, get to his house and finally was starting to feel like I could move around and, and do things he had carried me up to his room and I actually took my keys and when he came back in I hit him in the face with my keys oh my god uh, I fell down a flight of stairs and I had to drive myself home at three o'clock in the morning and wow. um I was talking to my best friend on the phone. She mm-hmm. remembers the, the whole thing. She was terrified and really wanted me to call the police. And I was like, would you call the police when you look like I do right now? Like I'm, I'm wearing mm-hmm. uh, three inch heels. I'm wearing a really tight dress and part of it's torn. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and, uh, and I, I believe, unfortunately, you know I what I mean? Like, I'm going to get blamed for this. Mm-hmm. And I say, you know, oh, was she asking for it? There's, there's right. so many things that um, I, I really do wish that, you know, by now the mindset has changed, but I, I, I know from um, talking to clients that that is not true. There's still the mindset of victim blaming, yep. um, very real. Uh, but that was the aha moment for me of, wow, large majority of the stuff that I'm learning at this martial arts school is not going to work while wearing three inch heels and a dress. Yep. So I got together with my self-defense partner, Lee Villesan. He is this mm-hmm. Laotian man who's a little bit better than I am. And he studied Chinese martial arts as well. And uh, we went through all the self-defense moves we knew. So that was well over 800 moves at the time. Mm-hmm. And, um, we came up with the moves that would actually work while I was wearing three inch heels and a dress. And so I put together a curriculum for women uh, specifically for that. And then um, I started my first empowerment self-defense business in 2012 in a school. Mm-hmm. And it was a, a program for middle school and high school girls. So it was focused on self-esteem, body image and self-defense training. Mm-hmm. And um, went from one school to three schools to four schools and they wanted us to go district wide and I got um, an offer I could not refuse from my mm-hmm. partner he uh, asked me to move to Maui with him so oh um, yeah move to Hawaii okay fine <laughs> <That's my laughs> yeah. I, re- I remember vividly like at first I thought no I have a job and a life outside of you like I'm in the middle of my career I started mm-hmm. my business you know I'm an empowered woman all this stuff and all my friends were like what's wrong it's Hawaii what are you Hawaii and it's the love of your life like you need to do this and so um so yeah I realized I was just scared and it was um a thing like for me of oh god uh whatever I get there and it just all goes crazy and it totally did but it was well worth it Mm -hmm. um and I decided to start in 2016 I decided to start a self-defense business um here focused on working with um, women and girls. So it's definitely grown and I love it. I, you know, this is the first year that I've done my work full time. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I, I teach in, uh, in school programs. I have an online course or I have four online courses um, that I continue to launch. I'm doing my next online course on self-care. Mm-hmm. Uh, love that. Yes. Um, yeah, so that's, that's what I'm doing. I do retreats. I do private sessions with groups and organizations and, and schools over zoom. So I'm like all over the place Mm -hmm. Um, and it's fantastic. I love that I get to do what I love every single day. That's amazing. And again, thank you so much for sharing your story. Cause I know it can very, when you retell a story of kind of where you have grown from, it can be definitely very triggering. So thank you. And I appreciate you being so vulnerable and sharing your story. And I love the business that you have started. I think it's so important for women and girls. I love that you're also going to schools, especially middle school and high school and showing this. And I also love, I remember when you first told me that you show the moves when you're in dress and heels. Cause unfortunately when when those things occur we what are we wearing three inch heels a skirt a dress so like you said like doing a flying sidekick it's not going to work when you're in that attire so I love that you bring reality to your self-defense as well because I would rather than learn something that's going to be useful 
in an outfit that I'm going to be wearing, unfortunately, in a case like that, and be more, you know, aware and successful of how that would then turn out. Because I took Taekwondo like way back when I was young. Couldn't tell you a thing maybe I remember. Um, and I went to like high green belt, didn't even go all the way to black belt. And, you know, I remember like the flying sidekick was my favorite. And, you know, I do remember a little bit of movement, but if I, you know, God forbid, get into that moment of something like that, it's not going to be a reality for me to be like, oh, let me do a flying sidekick. What do I remember from when I was 10, you know, doing Taekwondo? So, because I know, especially in like the millennial generation, karate was like really pushed. It was like the thing to do, right? It was like the cool thing to do when you were young. Um, so I like that you're bringing a, you know, relatability to, especially for women. Cause I remember too, like, you know, girls are like, well, I'm not going to do karate, you know, Taekwondo or whatever. Like who wants to do that? Where you bring more of a femininity to it because that then women can see, oh, this is something useful for me. And you going to schools and showing it to middle school and high school, because we always think for some reason, sexual harassment happens like only like maybe at our jobs as adults or when we go out to the clubs and things like that. But it happens in school. Like maybe we'll call it bullying. Okay, that, but it's really, you know, sexual harassment, sexual assault happens oh, yeah. all the time in middle school and high school and young women, you know, young girls, they don't know what are they supposed to do? Because yeah. unfortunately with our society, women are definitely shamed for then, you know, calling out their aggressor. I definitely think it's getting better. It's not the best, but like you said, when that unfortunately happened to you, you're like, well, look what I'm wearing. They're not going to believe me. And isn't that a shame that you were sexually assaulted and harassed? And that's the thing you think of that you're afraid to call the police and call for help because of the outfit that you're wearing. I just think that's a dang shame that us women have to even, you know, kind of go through that mental process after something so unfortunate happens to us. Well, it's, it's really interesting. Um, yeah, thank you. It, it was a very life-changing moment for me um, just because I realized I needed to save myself there was no one else who was going to save me but me. And um, I had had all these ideas in my mind about, you know, um, knight in shining armor, some mm -hmm. you know, friend who's going to be there, a partner who is going to be there. Um, but, you know, a lot of the times when this these moments happen, obviously that partner is not there for you uh, mm -hmm. because they're somewhere else. Um, it's not like they're abandoning you or did something wrong. It happens to be that they're not there at the time that you, um, you know, you would want them to be. Um, but it's also a great reminder. You need to be your own hero. You need to know that you are worth fighting for and be able to do what it takes to fight for yourself. Because um, I do this visualization technique a lot of times with my students where I have them close their eyes and mm -hmm think about the person who they would fight for. And, um, you know, and so if I was to ask you, who, who would that person be? Be myself. Okay, there you go. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of times I hear like my sister, my, right. my mom, family my mom, members, family members, different stuff like that. And, and then the question that I usually ask is why would you not fight for you? Like, why would you put all of these other people up on a pedestal, where are you in that process? Mm -hmm. um, you know, and I've had people cry from that answer because it's this realization that they don't put themselves high up there because 
their self-esteem is lower um, because they, they, you know, if it had to do with a child or if it had to do with a sibling or a family friend or whatever, they will fight tooth and nail for that person. Mm -hmm. But then when it gets to themselves, they freeze. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people don't necessarily understand what's happening to your body when you are dealing with a high adrenaline, high stress scenario. I mean, there's the fight, flight, or freeze. Mm -hmm. Um, And a lot of people freeze. And usually they freeze because they don't have a plan. They -hmm. don't know what to do in that situation because um, it was never taught to them. They were taught about stranger danger. They were taught, you know, don't talk to um, this person or that person. But when it gets down to how do you tell, you know, um, a relative who is touching your bottom, like mm-hmm. get off, right? Um, don't touch me, mm-hmm. you know. Um, it does, it does feel very awkward. And all of the stuff that's going through your body, like your hands start to feel numb, your hand-eye dexterity goes down, you get tunnel vision, mm-hmm. there's like time, uh, time-space continuum either slows down or speeds up. So, yes. um, so with police, when they're saying, hey, what happened? Um, and you can't recall it because um, there was a block or something like that, that's your mind doing what it can to protect itself. Because your mind and your body are going to always try and do the best it can in any situation. And mm-hmm. that might mean blocking out memories. Yeah. So I have a lot of clients who suddenly are going through stuff with me and in classes and they say, oh my God, all of this stuff is coming back. It's very triggering for me. Um, and I do suggest that they go see, um, seek professional support from a therapist to be able to process all of it because it is a lot. Um, and usually it's stuff that happened when they were children or, um, or different stuff that happened as they were growing up that they completely blocked out. I know that for myself with the, um, with roofing, I had blocked that out for years. Um, mm-hmm. It wasn't until I was working with students and uh, somebody had talked to me about roofing and I was like, oh, that happened to me. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that that is right. That that's happens. crazy how the body does that. That like it will block out certain memories to kind of like protect you from the trauma. It's like insane because that's what happens to a lot of people. Like you said, when they're like, "Hey, what happened? What's going on?" You just like can't put words together because your body is simply just in shock. And so it's it's very. I I want to also circle back to what you talked about how when you ask women, like, who do you, who would you fight for? And a lot of women don't say themselves. And I think I, I, I said myself, because one, you just told me like, you should fight for yourself, number one. But also I think because I went through therapy and I've done the work and I'm healing, I'm kind of at that place where I'm like, yeah, I'm going to fight for myself and then obviously fight for others. So I'm kind of in that mental spot of like, I would say that, but I think a lot of women don't say themselves first as well, because what our place in quote unquote society as place system as women are always the caretakers, mm-hmm. women are the nurturers, the support system, always supporting someone else. So yeah. we're, you know, as we're growing up as young girls, we're taught that our acceptance is how we help people. How do we serve others, whether it be our family, whether it's going to be our significant other in the future than our own kids, right? Our friends. So when people ask like, Hey, who are you going to fight for? You'd be like, of course I'm going to fight for, you know, my parents, my siblings, my significant other, my friends, because that's what our brains are automatically always going to. And we forget when you don't go, when you haven't gone through like a healing process of some sort yet, you forget 
about yourself. And that's why women just inherently really struggle with, I think, self-esteem and self-worth because from when we're young, we're not taught that like we're important. We're taught that our service to others is the importance. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's so true. I mean, I've been doing this work for 20 years and I would say, you know, the last 10 years has been the most growth for me, um, just as a person, as someone uh, who's building my own self-esteem. I think a a lot of the times uh, people go to um, experts in the field and they want them to have it all figured out. Mm -hmm. And uh, for me, I know that this is like a lifelong process. It's going Mm -hmm. to be ongoing. Um, I'm, you know, I've, I've learned so much. And one of the one point that I talk to my students a lot about is uh, that idea that if um, if a plane is going down, you put the oxygen mask on yourself before you put it mm-hmm. on your child. Why mm-hmm. do you do that? Because if you, if you don't and you pass out, you're not going to be available for that child. So right. it's the same thing when it comes to you and your self-care and, um, you know, the, the mindset piece. I have a morning routine that I do every single day. I have um, set routines that I do where I unplug at the end of the day. I spend time with my family. I have a phone call with my my parents every day since the pandemic started. Mm -hmm. Um, I do all of that so that I'm putting myself first so that I'm supporting myself in the ways that I need so that I feel fulfilled because when I'm fulfilled, when I'm at my peak, I can help so many people. My mind is constantly going, um, you know, I'm able to move a lot faster, think a lot faster. Um, I'm more productive um, Mm -hmm. as far as my work goes. So um, I think that it is really important for people to realize that if you serve yourself, if you put yourself first, it doesn't mean that you're dismissing the other people that you love. It means that you're doing all the stuff that you need to do to either heal and or get to the place that you need to be in order to be able to serve others and support others. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, that's, that was a huge turning point for me because so many, so many people in my industry, a lot of times what they do is they get into this industry because they want to save everybody. Right. Um, And I know that for myself, I wanted to do this work because I originally, because I did not want anyone to have to go through what I went through. It was mm-hmm. really awful. And, um, and I think that it's so important for uh, women to have all of these skills. That being said, when I started doing more of my self-care, putting myself first, um, I wasn't a martyr for the cause and, mm-hmm. you know, health wise, um, I have, uh, yeah, I've seen different women who, you know, they've put everything, they've put their whole heart into it and they have nothing left. Um, Self-care wise, they have a lot of health issues and and different things going on. Uh, Mental health wise, they're they're in a stuck place. Mm -hmm. Um, But when you are able to embody that aspects, the things that you're preaching to people, I'm sure that you know this because Mm -hmm. of teaching mindset, you're so much more present. You're, you are so very capable of doing um, such wonderful things, even if that means that you have um, more limited time because you focused that other time on yourself. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think definitely to be the best person you can to then do what you want to do in this world. 
and like knowing your self-worth definitely comes from taking care of yourself. And I think unfortunately, a lot of women forget that they forget that you need to also, yeah, take care of others, but you got to take care of yourself first. And that's your foundation is your self-care. And once you got that going, then you can totally build from there. And so, you know, with self-defense, how can that then help women, you know, increase their confidence and increase their self-worth, learning all of these self-defense moves for themselves? I, um, I had a client who came to visit me. Mm -hmm. uh, she flew here and we did a session. Um, and she kept on telling me about this dream that she had. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure that a lot of people have this dream if it has to do with uh, um, confidence, um, but they're being chased and they can't get away. They mm -hmm. feel like it's they're slow moving or if they try and hit that person, um, everything's happening in slow motion for them and they can't actually uh, perform in the way that they'd want to. Mm -hmm. um, and so I took her out to the jungle. I uh, talked, her, talked to her and we did a, an intensive session. And um, at the end, I actually had her break a board. Um, and she said that after that, she's never had that dream again. She's wow, that's amazing. able to fight back if she needed to. Um, and I know that for myself, just from the, the progression that I've had, um, I used to have similar, similar dreams where mm -hmm. I, I was being chased or, or different things were happening and I didn't feel like I could stick up for myself. And um, your dreams tell so much to you. So then when I have my dreams now, I'm assertive, I'm sticking up for myself, I'm, I'm yelling back. Um, I know that from doing the work that I do, because I don't just physical, uh, I don't just focus on physical moves, I'm focusing on uh, trauma-informed techniques, I'm focusing on how to de-escalate people, how to set boundaries, how to be assertive, um, how to clearly state your needs, um, how to negotiate pay, like I've worked with people on a wide array of different topics. What I found is, is that not only is there a confidence booster, they, they see themselves in a different way. Um, you know, they, they see uh, the good in themselves more, or they see themselves as more capable. They are bolder. They try new things that I think um, so many times we get so scared in life um, that we, we stop ourselves from doing something even before it starts. Mm -hmm. uh, have so many different dreams. And I think empowerment self-defense gives you this opportunity to be able to um, really face your fears and then also um, open yourself up to dreaming more. I love that because I think our dreams, I, I'm, I'm into that, that where our dreams really do show our, you know, our, our subconscious and what we really think is going on. And I think, yeah, women finding their self-worth is really because they feel like defenseless and they're scared and they feel intimidating or intimidated by the life that's in front of them. So I definitely think, and I agree with, you know, doing self-defense and learning that technique you get to see how strong you are. And then you see, oh, if I'm capable of doing something like this, right? I'm not defenseless anymore. I can depend on myself to get myself out of things. And then that kind of confidence kind of spews into other aspects of your life. And maybe you're capable of starting your own business. Now you're capable of, you know, finding the partner of your dreams. Maybe you're more capable of just being okay with being by yourself in your alone time and things like oh, that. Solo traveling. Solo traveling. I, I am such a big proponent of women going to places 
by themselves. I used to have a lot of um, like social anxiety of like, I don't want to go to places by myself. Like that's weird. People are going to think I'm weird. I don't want to like, I'm a five, three little girl. Like, I don't want to like, I'm a woman now, a five, three woman, but you know, back in high school, it's like, I'm a five, three, like little girl, like, you know, I can get taken, you know, God forbid. And once I got more comfortable you know, cause I go to the gym and I work out because I, I like feeling strong and that helps me then feel confident and capable in that aspect. I learned to then go to places by myself. Like I love going to the beach by myself, bring a book. I bring my headphones to listen to a podcast. I meditate I do the whole thing. And like, once you know, you can go to places by yourself, the confidence in yourself is like, it's skyrocket. So great. So I am so into like solo traveling. Can you talk about a little bit of your experience in doing that? Yes. So, um, I know that for, for me, um, I, I've been in the relationship that I'm in, um, we'll be celebrating nine years in August. Congratulations. Uh, thank you. Um, but the relationships that I had been in before, um, they, you know, there was patterns. And I think that when, you um, don't resolve those patterns within yourself, they repeat. And so mm -hmm. I, I was in, um, I had just ended a relationship with someone who was um, very emotionally abusive. Um, mm -hmm. And I just remember telling myself like, never again, I'm mm -hmm. never gonna put myself in this we're situation. Done. Yeah, we're done here. Yeah. Um, and I realized that I really needed to go find myself. Mm -hmm. I, you know, um, I didn't know exactly what kind of music I liked. I didn't have a solid foundation of what kind of food I liked because we would share all of our food or do different stuff like that. Um, and you kind of lose yourself. And I just realized I don't want that. And so, um, I thought, you know, I need to do a project. I need to do something. And so I created this project called women making history now. Mm -hmm. And I would go and interview these women all over and ask them, you know, why they've made history or what is it something that's significant that they, they have done. Um, so, yeah, so I, I traveled to Canada, I traveled to Portland, I went to Washington, D.C., I went to New York, um, and I got to meet some of the most amazing people um, I interviewed Jessica Ortner from the Tapping Solution, who's a best-selling author, and um, my friend Amadella Clark, who um, is also an author of poetry. I have um, a traditional African dancer who I interviewed, a woman from the Department of Education. Um, it was just a whole bunch of different people. Um, I interviewed a native healer, and mm -hmm. I was the last person who interviewed her before she passed away, and she was wow. like a grandmother to me. Mm -hmm. So it was really um, really amazing to do this project, but I also realized, you know, as I was going around, like I would go to New York and um, I would go on Yelp and I would look for, uh, you know, a five-star spot that maybe had like $2 signs or $1 sign. And I'm like, I'm gonna go there. That's what I'm going to do. And so I got to try out amazing food on my own. I um, learned how to walk with confidence by myself. Um, I would go hiking, you know, like I, I went to Eastern Washington and I went out on drives on my own and, and walked um, all throughout all these different places. And um, you gain so much confidence in knowing that you are capable mm -hmm. of doing it by yourself. 
don't need a man, you don't need a, a you know, significant other, um, whatever, you know, gender you prefer, you don't need to have another person, another body there in order for you to have an amazing experience. You just have to have the tools in order to know that you're going to uh, be okay. And part of that is just having a plan. So one of the things that I had um, my students do is, is do sort of a what if game. I had a client who just went to Thailand. Mm -hmm. uh, she was, it was her first time doing a solo trip. Mm -hmm. uh, and so we went through, you know, what is the craziest scenario you could think of? And so she would bring up something. And, um, and I was doing that on my trip when I was in New York and I'm mm -hmm. walking around, you know, mm -hmm. to block and I'm like, okay, what would happen if somebody came around a corner and did this? Like, what would I do? And mm -hmm. so then I started going through and started making plans of, oh, you know, I would just do this. Um, what would I say if somebody was sexually harassing me? Oh, I'd say this. Mm -hmm. you know, I started, I had all this time by myself too. Yeah. Like a whole other factor where it's right. like, you know, uh, you're thinking about that. I was journaling a lot. Um, it was one of the freest moments that I had had up until that point, mm -hmm. uh, just in my life of realizing I'm capable of doing it alone. Yeah. Ain't that like, just like the greatest, like most freeing feeling as a woman is like, I can go and do things by myself. And it's even like the small things like world traveling or traveling cross country. Like that's a huge step. And like, I can't wait to do that. Like I'm trying to get there. Like I want it. I definitely flying is just an issue. I like, I don't mind flying, but I get a little anxious on flights. So, like going on a plane by myself is a little scary for me. So like, that's the hurdle I got to get over. But like just going places by myself is like, it's such a freeing feeling that you don't need anyone, not even friends or family to go with you to just go do things that you enjoy doing. Because I started getting frustrated of like, I want to go to the beach, but like no one's like, you know, free right now. Am I going to waste a beautiful day? No, I can just hop in my car, take the stuff I need and then go to the beach and enjoy myself for a couple hours. And I did, like you said, make a plan. I was like, all right, I'm going to get there early so I can find a parking spot. I'm going to go there early so I can sit towards the front so no one like bothers me. I am going to bring all the things that I need. I'm going to bring my book. I'm going to bring headphones so I can just like be with myself and then leave whenever I want, like stay there for a couple hours and then leave early. So that way I'm not at the beach at like a crowded time and, you know, things like that. And just realizing that you can just go and do things that you want to do and not wait for anyone else to be free to go do those things is like such a big game changer for your life because then you're like, oh, I can just go do whatever I want. You have like this power and this confidence within you to then, you know, go and do the things that you enjoy. So Tasha, I have one more question for you. And so what advice would you give women who feel very stuck right now in their self-worth? They're like, they feel like they have nothing left to give, or they just feel very down and out about themselves. Like maybe they, they feel like they're like worthless to this world. So what would be some advice that you would give them? So um, I have an activity that I do with my clients who are focused on just the empowerment piece and not the self-defense piece. And, mm -hmm. um, and I have them journal for a week. It's mm -hmm. every day they put 10 things that they like about themselves. It has to be mm -hmm. 10 new things. 
So at the end of the week, they have 70 things that they like. Mm -hmm. It usually takes 10, uh, 10 positives to combat one negative. So let's say that you're going throughout your day and something comes up and, and there's this underlining thought because a lot of times we're not very honest with ourselves. We very much want to dismiss the thought of like, um, oh, oh, you look so fat or, oh, mm -hmm. I, I don't like this about you or why haven't you ever done this to your, you know, like mm -hmm. all these internal thoughts that um, can be very painful. So it's really interesting uh, to actually combat that consciously with here are 10 things that we like about ourselves. Um, and it's a huge transformation for people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. Just writing down, you said what, 10 things per day, right? And then at the mm -hmm. end, you just have 70 things. And that's something like you can keep you know what I mean? It's not like a one-time activity where you do it and then you're like, oh, okay. You can like put those 10 things like just all around maybe your house, your apartment, your room, whatever. And like, whenever maybe you're like feeling down about yourself, you just like look at those 10 things and stuff like that, because it's very important. I like that because you're encouraging positive self-talk. Like for so, I, we talk so nasty to ourselves. It's like insane sometimes. Like the things we say to ourselves, we would never even dare to say to somebody else. And I think it's really important for women to kind of heal the relationship that we have within ourselves with that positive self-talk and like talking about things that we like about ourselves because we can easily just go in front of a mirror and just like say like you know 10 negative things without a thought but really sitting down with yourself every single day and just writing out 10 like little things that you enjoy about yourself can really kind of like ground you and bring you back to the person that you are so I love that idea so Tasha, what, where can people find you, follow you, all those wonderful things? Yeah, absolutely. My, um, my business, Ellie Live Action, E-L-L-E-L-I-V-E-A-C-T-I-O-N. Uh, that's ellieliveaction.com, or you can find me on any of the social media channels uh, at that name. And um, yeah, I also can be reached via email, ellieliveaction at gmail.com. Love that. And I'm going to put all that information, your website, your Instagram, your email, all in the show notes. So the growth mindset gang can take a look at that. And Tasha, so thank you so much for coming on and spending time with us today. I think we had an amazing conversation that is going to really help a lot of women out there that are listening. So thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Aloha. Hey, Growth Mindset Gang, have you ever been super overwhelmed, anxious, or stressed in your life due to maybe your job, your relationships, your friendships, your family, and you have all this inner turmoil and it can seem like there is no way out? I felt that way. I remember when I was on the train to work one day and I had this super influx of anxiety and I didn't even know where it was coming from. And I would talk to my friends and family and significant others about it. But I needed something more. I needed to talk to a professional. And so I started going to therapy because I realized I shouldn't live like this and neither should you. So today's sponsor is brought to you by BetterHelp, which is here to help you. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. Talk to your therapist in a private online environment at your convenience. There is a broad range of expertise and BetterHelp's 20,000 plus 
therapist network that gives you the access to the help that may not be available in your area. You just need to fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific needs, and then you get matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. That is two days, you guys. Then you schedule a secure video and phone sessions. Plus, you can exchange unlimited messages, and everything you share is completely confidential. I actually used BetterHelp when I started my therapy journey. It was one of the first options I looked at because I felt like I was so busy all the time. When would I have time to go to find a therapist and then go to therapy? And I remember I took a very simple questionnaire and they matched me with a therapist. She was super helpful and useful. And I was able to text her whenever I was feeling anxious. And I was like, this is amazing. Right? And I know therapy can be a little intimidating at first and it kind of feels like dating and you kind of go through the different aspects and motions of it. But with BetterHelp, if you're not feeling the therapist that they gave you, they will switch it up and find someone better for you. So it takes the stress from you with finding a therapist that works. And you can request a new therapist at no additional charge at any time. So join the 2 million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. And let me tell you, from my own experience with therapy, it is so amazing to talk to a professional about your anxiety and have them kind of go through specific scenarios and conversations with you so you don't feel alone. And they give you helpful tools in order to take on and combat your overwhelm, your anxiety, and your stress. Because... You guys know we shouldn't be living like this and we shouldn't be living stuck in our own heads and we should enjoy life. And talking to a professional can definitely help with us to switch our perspective and grow our mindset. You can get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash the growth mindset gal. That's betterhelp.com slash the growth mindset gal. That link is going to be in my show notes and If you're interested in therapy, this would be a beautiful, wonderful first step to see if this can work for you. And I hope you guys enjoy these services that it provides. And I hope that it helps you in your mindset journey. All right, friends, I hope you guys enjoyed this wonderful conversation I had with Tasha Ina Church. It was just such an eye-opening and beautiful episode and talking about the realness of the world with women and empowering ourselves and just basically taking our power back. And it's just, I felt so energized after that conversation. I told Tasha after we stopped recording, I was like, wow, I feel like I could just take on (laughs) the dang world right now. And I hope you guys do as well. So all of Tasha's information, her website, her Instagram, her self-defense course, all of those wonderful things are going to be linked in the show notes. So please make sure to check them out. Make sure to also follow Tasha because she just creates wonderful content and services. Um, If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to share it in your story. You can tag me and Tasha in it. Um, If you also think a friend of yours would really find this episode useful, make sure to share it to them. Please make sure to also um, rate me on Spotify, subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts, and I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Part of the Boundless Audio Podcast Network.